Marine veteran Bart O'Brien left the corporate financial world to start his own business, Baydog, creating canine adventure gear. This year, Baydog is the veteran entrepreneur winner of the 11th annual FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. Coming up next on Veteran on the Move. Welcome to Veteran on the Move. If you're a veteran in transition, an entrepreneur wannabe, or someone still stuck in that J-O-B trying to escape, this podcast is dedicated to your success. And now, your host, Joe Crane. Getting a new car is exciting, and you deserve a hassle-free buying experience. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union makes each step of the car buying process simple, with all you need, all in one place. Find out more at NavyFederal.org. All right, today we're talking with um, Marine veteran Bart O'Brien, fellow Cobra pilot, founder of Bay Dog, and winner of the 11th annual FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. So, Bart, welcome to the show. Got a lot of great things to talk about. Take us back. Tell us what you did in the Marine Corps. Uh, first of all, thanks, Joe. I'm really glad to be on with you. I appreciate the opportunity. Uh, yeah, like you, I was a Cobra pilot. I um, you know, I went to the Naval Academy. I was a weird kid who decided I wanted to go to Navy when I was, you know, seven years old and be a pilot. And, yeah. uh, and that's what I did. So, you know, got, got out of the Academy, went to Quantico and then flight school in Pensacola and, um, you know, then Cobra training in California. And then I got stationed on the East coast and I was getting all set to go on my, my med cruise, which was going to be a lot of great ports in Greece and Italy and Spain. And we we're going to party our, our heads off. And, uh, then 9-11 happened and, uh, you know, my life changed pretty considerably. So um, I ended up, I was a three-time winner in Iraq and uh, kind of doing back-to-back-to-back tours um, between 2003 and 2006, uh, which I didn't mind. Uh, you know, I was a single guy. I, I mean, I didn't have, a, you know, any reason not to go. Like I told people, I didn't. I didn't join the Marine Corps to sit on my butt in North Carolina. So my career, three, three, three back-to-back-to-back combat tours in Iraq, and then uh, that was it. Wow. And so after how many years were you in the Marine Corps before you, before you transitioned out? Uh, eight. Okay. Yeah, same with me. I was like 90, 98 active. Okay, so on your, on your way out, what was your transition like? Did you, did you have plenty of time to plan, plan that smooth transition <laughs> in the civilian world? Yeah. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I decided I wanted to go to graduate school. So I, I don't know if you remember this, but after so much time in a squadron, they, you know, they kind of have to move you. Right. And they'd extend, they'd extended me twice. So I'd been in the same squadron for five years and I knew they had to move me. And so I applied to five different graduate schools. I thought I wanted to uh, do something which, which were kind of apropos of my Marine Corps career. They were public policy schools. Uh, so. They were all super, super programs. Um, I figured I just got to, you know, get into one and go to the Marine Corps and say, hey, this is where I want to go. And the Marine Corps, unlike uh, the Army and the Navy and Air Force, is pretty short-sighted about stuff like that. And they said, well, you know, you got into the Kennedy School at Harvard, but that's a two-year program, and you're a Cobra pilot, and we can't afford to have you out of the cockpit for two years. Um, and and so, I mean, I got into all five programs, and uh, they were all exceptional. And I said, listen, guys, I'm going to make this easy on you. I'm I'm going to grad school. Now, whether I go in the Marine Corps dime or mine is up to you. Yeah. And uh, the Marine Corps, Marine Corps said no. So uh, I said, all right, 
And, you know, it was the right time for me. Like, I'd done three straight combat tours. They'd gotten their money's worth out of me. Uh, I'd certainly gotten my money's worth out of them. And I think it, it was a good time for me to move on and do something else. So uh, I got out, and um, I got home from Iraq, and I think I had about, I think, 18 days to pack up, sell my house, move and start uh, my first economics class in graduate school. 18 days uh, after I, getting back from a deployment? So, uh, wow. I mean, I yeah, so I was like right off the boat and I found myself in, uh, yeah, and like I had over 100 days of leave saved up. Uh, and so I was just on terminal for, you know, my, my first four and a half months of graduate school, I was still getting a Marine Corps paycheck because I was, uh, wow. I was technically on terminal. I mean, and so, yeah, I, I remember uh, before I came home, like getting all that lined up so I could just get home and just start processing out. And, you know, you got to tick all of those boxes on your way out the door. And I was able, I had, you know, effectively two weeks of uh, working days to, to make that happen. Wow. That's crazy. From start to finish, Navy Federal's Car Buying Center has everything you need to research, finance, buy, protect, and enjoy your next car. You can search for new and used cars, access vehicle history reports, and enjoy discounts on auto insurance and more. Now, if you have a new car, how about a new home to park it? Navy Federal has you covered there, too. They've made it their mission to help military members and their families tackle home ownership. With their new no-refi rate drop option, you can buy a home now, and if rates drop later, you could then lower your rate without refinancing. Plus, they offer other mortgage options with zero down payment, so you don't need to wait years to save. At Navy Federal, our members of the mission. Find out more at NavyFederal.org. Navy Federal is insured by NCUA, membership required, equal housing lender. Open to the armed forces, the DOD veterans, and their families. Credit and collateral subject to approval, rates subject to change, and are based on credit worthiness. All right, back talking with Marine veteran Bart O'Brien, founder of Bay Dog and winner of the 11th annual FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. So, Bart, uh, when we left there at the break, um, got got a few technical issues worked out, so we're good to go now. Um, you had entered grad school. You, 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 t- you had 18 days after your last deployment to get out of there, and you told you, know, you had told the Marine Corps, I'm going to grad school, whether I'm in the Marine Corps or out of the Marine Corps. So you got out. You're in grad school, so let's pick it up from there. Yeah, I ended up going to uh, the School of Advanced International Studies at Johns Hopkins, uh, where I studied economics and uh, international relations, thinking that I was going to uh, end up working in government, continue my career of public service. At least that was the plan. And while I was in grad school, um, if you think about the timing, I was there, you know, into 2007, 2008. Uh, what was happening in the world? Uh, it was it was economic meltdown is what was happening, and all of the stuff that I was studying in the classroom during the day, uh, you know, was a, it was just one big case study when you watch the news at night. You know, I'm taking classes in, you know, bonds and structured financial instruments, and those are exactly what's crashing the economy. And so it was kind of a fascinating time to be there and. I made the decision that if I wanted to go back into public service, um, I would probably be better off um, having a private sector component to my career. And then I could always go back, uh, you know, possibly into government someday uh, down the road. And so I made the decision to 
uh, going to the private sector and uh, I got hired initially to work uh, at a structured credit hedge fund in London. So I moved to the UK and uh, I was in London for about three years and um, I got recruited by a bigger hedge fund in New York. And so I moved back to New York and, you know, after, you know, five, five more years in New York at one day, I, I remember having a, a very distinct thought in my head, looking at the guy who sat next to me, who was 55 years old and had the same job I had <laughs> and thinking, wow, you know, if I, if I'm not careful, I'm going to wake up tomorrow and I'm going to be that guy. <laughs> and yeah. I, I don't want to be that guy. And I, it just, I, I didn't enjoy being the cog in a big machine in financial markets where, you know, finance is kind of soulless, you know, they don't, you don't make anything, yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you move piles of money around and you yeah. repackage it and you charge a little fee. And if the, if the pile's big enough or you move it enough times, you can make a lot of money. And, um, and it just, it wasn't, you know, who, who I am as a person. It didn't, it wasn't satisfying at all. And uh, I wanted to do something entrepreneurial. I wanted to have my own business. Yeah. I was going to be in the private sector. That's what I wanted to do. So, uh, you know, one observation I would make is that a lot, a lot of people in, in finance feel that way. But what happens is they get there, they start making a bunch of money and they can't leave. Right. right. Because they've got, you know, kids in private school and the two country club memberships and a boat and, and, and they just, they can't walk away from it. Right. Well, I, I was not so, I was not so burdened, right? I, I wasn't married, no kids. I could do whatever I wanted. So, uh, so I just quit. I just one day up and, uh, without a plan, I said, you know what? Uh, I'm out. I'm going to do something else. So, uh, as a Marine and as a, uh, someone in finance who, you know, traveled a ton for work, I could never have a dog. So uh, that's something I really wanted in my life. So the only plan I had for after I quit my job was to get a dog. And, and so that's what I did the day <laughs> after I, the day after I left my job on a Friday, Saturday morning, I got up in the morning, flew down to Georgia and picked up uh, this little eight pound uh, fluff ball. Uh, who I named Walter and who ended up becoming the co-founder of my business. <laughs> yeah. You know, the last room you're in, I guess Walter was, is, was on the back, the back wall there. So I did get to see a picture of Walter before you had to close down the video. So, you know, that's interesting. There's a lot of, I mean, there's so many veterans that get out and they're not thinking of, they're not soul searching really. They're, they're thinking about how am I, how am I, what am I going to do to pay the bills? You know, where can I make money? What can I, do where I can, I've got skill sets, whatever, and be able to perform adequately to make money. Uh, and then they run into that. They run into that, you know, something that fills the bank account, but empties their soul. So they say, um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah. And some of them hit it, hit, figure that out too late. And, you know, like you said, then they're, then they're kind of trapped or stuck and, and they can't get out. So, um, it's, and I think there's a very few, very few of us that know that before you get out. Um, there, once in a while you'll see, I had some fellow Marines that they got out and went back home and they're running the family farm. And I'm like, really, why would you do that? And I, and I connect with them years later and they're really happy and, and, and loving life. And so whatever, whatever that is that, you know, that you need, you mentioned something about when you're not making, you're not creating anything or making anything, you're just a cog. So sometimes you need those creative, creative juices, whether you're, whether you're creating a business or uh, creating products or creating art, 
or some other kind of talents. Um, you know, if you need those things, you, you got to do some soul searching and make sure you go towards the right direction on your way out. So, um, what, so what was, so you got a dog, where did the, where did the transition go from? I just got a really cool fluffball dog, Walter to, I'm going to turn <laughs> this into a business. Yeah, so uh, I did not plan on starting Bay Dog. Actually, I had a, another buddy who I work on Wall Street with who was kind of in the same boat I was in, uh, where he was just very dissatisfied and, you know, wanted to leave and do something entrepreneurial. And the two of us teamed up, and what we wanted to do was actually buy a business um, yeah. that was already, you know, cash flow positive, that we could, you know, maybe innovate and grow. And we looked at a lot of different companies, and we just never got anything closed. And I decided I didn't, I'm not a New York guy. And so, uh, I, I said, well, I, you know, I'm not married. I, I don't have a job. I can live anywhere I want. That's not New York. Um, and anywhere is going to be less expensive. So, you know, what makes me happy? And I've always enjoyed Annapolis. Uh, I think it's a great little town and it's, it's close enough to Washington and Baltimore that I can, you know, get my city fix if I want to. So, uh, I moved down here. And, uh, the way Bay dog came about, uh, I, I've told this story many times, but I, I, I basically created a product to make my life with my dog a little bit easier. Uh, if you look at uh, our website, it's called the pack and go bag. Uh, and so we still make it, it's still a, a good seller. Um, but I had somebody make a prototype for me and just on a whim, I took it to, um, a trade show in Chicago. Uh, this is going back you know, six, seven years ago. And it won the best new product award. And I thought, well, hey, you know, maybe, uh, maybe there's a little business here. Who knows? And so I, I then went on to create a, a harness that I want. I basically looked at all the dog harnesses out there and I thought, well, what is the perfect harness? If I can make the perfect harness for my dog, what would I want? And so I made that product. And I decided to, uh, to launch a little business endeavor, um, you know, kind of not knowing where it would go. And so I hired my neighbor, uh, to help me with it because she worked at the local pet store. And so I thought, well, Hey, she's perfect. So I hired her and the two of us launched Bay Dog out of my living room, uh, back in 2018. So a little over five years ago. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it's just been crazy since now at this point, I should probably say, if, if I had showed you a business plan for Bay Dog five years ago and said, this is the business I'm thinking of launching, uh, you'd have said, okay, that's the stupidest idea I've ever heard. And you wouldn't have been wrong. Did you even right? have one he written was, down? I'm did, sorry? Did you even have a business plan other than in your head? Yeah. I, I, I mean, as, yeah, the, the Marine in me, uh, who, who had been to grad school and worked on wall street, absolutely put pen to paper. Oh, that's uh, good. and, um, but, but the, the, you know, the reality of it is that it's a super, uh, you know, saturated market. It's uh-huh. hyper competitive. Uh-huh. There, there are a, Tons of companies that make dog leashes and dog harnesses. I mean, everyone big and small. It's just, and and you can only innovate a dog leash or a dog harness so much, right? Uh, I didn't create Tesla or Airbnb, right? So (laughs) it's, you know, it was, you know, how are we going to carve out our little piece of the market and, and build a successful company? And what we've, what we, what I determined was, 
that all of the big names in the space and their names, if you're in the pet space, you know, the name Roughware or Kurgo or easy dog. Like these are the premium names that make dog accessories. And they're, my observation was they're all sort of fighting for that same, it's like a race to the bottom where they're fighting for that direct to consumer dollar that they're, they're all fighting for the buy box on amazon.com or on Chewy. And if you own a pet store and there are tens of thousands of brick and mortar pet stores in the United States, uh, the worst thing that can happen to you is somebody walks in, pulls out their phone, takes a picture of a product they see and they go home and buy it on Chewy for three bucks less. Yeah. Right? It's even worse if they take 10 minutes of your time to try something on their dog and then they pull out their phone and they'll do it right in front of you. And, and I said, you know what, we're going to build a business that is focused on that brick and mortar pet store right? Really? That we're not going to be on Chewy. We're not going to be on Amazon. We're not going to be anywhere else on the internet. We're never going to run sales on our website. And we're going to make the promise to every pet store owner that carries our line that you will never, ever be undersold online. And you never have to worry about a return because we got your back. And so the first page of every catalog we put out is our, our uh, brick and mortar pledge to support and you just be the best partner out there. And that's, that's what we've done. And so in five years, we're in about 2000 stores. So it's, it's just been growing, you know, it's, it's been tough to keep up actually. Wow. That's an entry. Um, and that's been working for you. Uh, going back to protecting and supporting the brick and mortar store. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. You broke up there a little bit. What okay. Was that? Um, so that's been working for you, protecting the brick and mortar store going away from the online thing where everybody else is at. Yeah, I would say about 95% of our revenue is just selling wholesale to brick and mortar pet stores around the country. And we ship awesome. everywhere from stores in Alaska and Canada to one of our best producing stores uh, is actually in Bermuda. No kidding. How did you, how did you know that that was a serious problem for brick and mortar store pet owner, pet owner shops? Uh, you know, just, just going out and talking to pet store owners really, um, and, and getting feedback and, and asking them, uh, you know, what their concerns were, uh, and, and the one thing it just kept coming up over and over again. And so, uh, you, you know, if you, if you launch a company like mine and you're focused on the internet, you get, you know, you can spend a lot of money to get a lot of web traffic. But for us to get pet stores to, to order our product, it was, it was a lot of uh, grunt work. It's going to trade shows and shaking a lot of hands and doing a lot of in-person selling and getting on the phone and uh, just cold calling pet stores and having the guts to say, hey, I started this company. I think the stuff we make is awesome. Here's what makes us different. Can I send you some free samples? And, uh, and then remembering to follow up and get the order. Right. And, um, and so it's just, I mean, it's just, just hours and hours and hours of, of sitting on the phone and, uh, and, and, you know, getting your name out there. Yeah. And so, so how do we find Bay Dog? Can you actually buy it online, online at your website? Uh, you sure can. And it's just baydog.com. And, uh, there are plenty of pictures of the aforementioned Walter, uh, on our website. <laughs> he's our, he's our top model. That's, that's awesome. 
All right. So, so you're the winner of the 11th annual FedEx small business grant contest, which is a veteran entrepreneur uh, program and contest at FedEx. Can you talk a little bit about that and what that was all about? Yeah, it's, uh, first of all, it's really propitious that we, we were able to win uh, a FedEx contest because FedEx actually played a huge role in the, the development of our business. Um, so last year, about a year and a half ago, actually, when, you know, when we started out, I, you know, we were producing all this stuff. Uh, our factories are overseas and we bring it in and we're getting all these orders. And I didn't have time to sit there and, you know, pick, pack, and ship orders. And as our SKU count started to grow, we had to put everything into a fulfillment center. And so basically, uh, Valerie, who basically runs Bay Dog now, going back a couple of years ago, we were sitting in an office in downtown Annapolis and just constantly taking orders. And we'd send them over to the fulfillment center and they would pick, pack, and ship it. But quite frankly, they were horrible. And, you know, they, they don't, they don't put any care into it. They don't really, you know, they don't care how much it costs to ship because they're just going to charge us for, for every package that goes anyway. And, and, you know, they use, you know, UPS in the post office. And I built a financial model that said, okay, when we hit X amount of dollars in revenue, at that point, we're, the, the fulfillment center is going to be charging us so much each month that we're, we can actually afford our own warehouse and our own um, warehouse staff to do our own in-house fulfillment. And the second we hit that number, uh, I went out and signed a lease on a new property. And the one thing that happened is we, we met the, the local FedEx rep who yeah. was fantastic. He just retired two weeks ago. And, and what we realized is we're going to save so much money uh, uh, shipping costs, like 40%. And when your whole business is shipping big wholesale boxes, right. that that's meaningful. Right. And so that, that's going to play a huge part in, in our ability to pay for this new facility and our new, our new warehouse manager and all the stuff that goes into that. So, you know, that, that, that was just huge for us. So we had a, a phenomenal, our relationship with FedEx. And when we applied for the, the grant, I, I didn't think we had much of a chance uh, to win, to be honest, just because I looked at all these amazing companies that had won in the past. Sure. And, and I was like, man, you know, we just make stuff for dogs. I don't know. <laughs> um, I mean, there's all these amazing, innovative, super creative companies that do all this social good. And, yeah. and, I can't speak for FedEx as to why they gave us the grant. I think, I think part of it might be because we're so focused on supporting uh, small businesses and buying local and supporting that local mom and pop pet store. And FedEx is so dedicated to supporting small business like us and like all the small businesses we support. Uh, I think, I think maybe that might've had something to do with it because it is after all a small business grant and our company really exists to support all those small business pet store owners, uh, out there. Yeah. Was it, uh, you know, the, application process and filling all that, was it pretty extensive or what, what was that experience like? Uh, I, I wouldn't say it was extensive. So for anyone looking to apply, it's not burdensome, but uh, it does require some effort on your part. Uh, you, you do have to take some time and, and tell a good story and make sure that they really understand your business. Uh, so, you know, I spent, you know, several hours on our application 
and um yeah, like I said, it's, it's not it's not difficult. It's not overly burdensome, but you do have to be thoughtful about it. Yeah, and can you what kind of uh, details can you share with this? Uh, you know, what are, what are the bennies of winning uh, the the contest um, other than bragging rights? <laughs> uh, well, for, first of all, a check for thirty thousand dollars doesn't hurt. Um, <laughs> nice just to start, yeah. and then we we were actually fortunate enough that so there are ten winners every year. Uh, out of thousands and thousands of companies that apply and nine of those companies get a check for $30,000. And then one company uh, wins the veteran owned prize as well and gets an additional $20,000 from USAA. Wow. And this year uh, we were the beneficiaries of that. So, uh, so yeah, the first benefit is uh, $50,000 in, in your company bank account, which really helps. Wow. That's awesome. Um, and, yeah, and as someone who is a, a 23-year member of USAA, no, going by 33-year member of USAA, yeah. I think, uh, that, 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 that's really, like, cool and satisfying um, <laughs> to, to win that as well for us. Um, but, yeah, there are a bunch of great little prizes. Um, you know, there's one, one thing we used almost right away um, was a thousand dollar credit for uh, FedEx business services for, you know, printing and things like that. As a matter of fact, we just printed uh, on really nice cardstock these signs. We have a, a new, uh, there's a new chain of stores in the Midwest that picked up our dog life jackets and toys, and we just printed a whole bunch of signs to go on their displays, and it didn't cost us anything because uh, the FedEx, uh, you know, FedEx, FedEx business did it for us, and it looks great. Yeah. So, um, and then, and then, you know, FedEx has partnered with a bunch of firms that, um, you know, we just had a consultation. Uh, with someone that did, specializes in SEO and e-commerce. Uh, you know, the one thing we don't do a very good job of at our business is direct to consumer sales from our website. I mean, la last year my ad spend was, you know, zero because we're so focused on supporting the sure. brick and mortar stores. So, you know, ha having a sit down with an e-commerce specialist that partners with FedEx is really helpful. Uh, and they also have a bunch of internal assets uh, that, that uh, like I have a, a, a meeting next week with their packaging consultant. Right. Yeah. Um, and then we have a, a, another e-commerce like from FedEx internal e-commerce specialists that are going to help us uh, build that part of the business. Uh, we get FedEx, uh, we're elevated to, um, and I'm, I'm going to screw up uh, exactly what it's called, but FedEx premier uh, client access, which gets kind of moves us to the front of the queue for, for special services um, even, a, they even gave us, uh, like a credit for the FedEx reward store <laughs> and okay. I, I use ours to buy those, e to buy the earbuds that I, I had in when we initially started this interview, <laughs> even though, uh, the computer failed. So yeah. just a ton of great benefits and, and resources that they put at your disposal. And then also, uh, you know, we, we get to meet a bunch of other really cool entrepreneurs. Like we're now part of the FedEx 2023 class of winners. There's, and there's 10 companies. Uh, with, you know, 10 interesting entrepreneurs. And I think we're all going to get together this fall at a symposium uh, down in Memphis uh, to talk about our companies and our experience. Wow, man, the list goes on. Holy cow, that, what a great list of benefits and you know, what, a, what an awesome program. So yeah, congratulations on that. And uh, that's got to feel great. So, so you've, at this point, you've crossed over. I mean, you, you, are, you are an entrepreneur. You're a successful business owner. Uh, what's that feel like compared to 
being in corporate America, being an employee. And I often ask, uh, a lot of entrepreneurs refer to themselves as unemployable at this point because they know what it's like to run their own show. Yeah. And I, I certainly understand that. Um, you, you know, I would say the, the most gratifying, uh, ex- part of this experience, uh, is the relationships that I've been able to build, not just with, um, you know, pet store owners all around the country and other people we do business with, but internally, uh, my employees are all amazing. I've been really, really lucky. Um, and, you know, like my, I've told this, like my warehouse manager, for example, Steve is the, the former postmaster at the local post office who, uh, you know, retired and, and, uh, he lives three minutes away. And, you know, if there, if there's somebody who can, uh, you know, get packages out the door better than Steve, uh, I haven't met him <laughs> and Christy, who you saw her earlier, we just hired her sales. She's just fantastic. Yeah. And we're at the point now, I mean, I, when I first started, I did everything. Right. I mean, I was, um, you know, doing sales, creating products, doing all the admin stuff on all the orders. And, and I knew every single store we were in, I knew every store owner. And now that we're, we've grown, what makes, what's so satisfying for me is seeing Valerie or Steve or Christy do something to make Bay dog a better company, um, without me even being involved. Like I'll come in and the warehouse is completely reorganized and the three of them have been working on this uh, new system and they've implemented it and I, I had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah, and yeah, you know, a great feeling. seeing them care. Yeah. It just, it just, that's the best part about being an entrepreneur. I don't know um, if it makes me unemployable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't, I, I don't have plans to go back uh, to the workforce, but um, I'm sorry. What was the other part of your question? Uh, I don't know. I already forgot. <laughs> no. Um, so I'll just give you a follow on question. Actually, we'll try to wrap this up yeah. here, here in, a, in, a, in a minute, but, uh, cause we're getting close to the end of our time. So now that you've crossed over, you, you become an entrepreneur, um, you're, you're beat, you're successful, you're making money and operating your business properly. If you had to talk to those other people that are still in the military or they're on their way out, or maybe they don't like where they landed after they got out and they're looking to get into entrepreneurship, run their own show, what kind of advice comes to mind for them? Um, you know, I remember when I was in grad school, I interviewed for a job and, uh, the guy, the guy who interviewed me said, you know, on, on the way home from, from Iraq, I was actually part of the lucky few that got sent to Liberia. Uh, I don't know if you remember when that happened. Yep. And, uh, here we are thinking, thinking we're going home and they're like, Hey, could you guys make a left turn and spend a few more months, uh, down in Liberia, which is a real garden spot if you've never been, um, especially when the government's falling apart and the people don't have any food, but, oh, the guy who interviewed me said, you know, when, when you got to Liberia, like no one in your unit had ever been there before. You didn't know what to do. You just had to kind of figure it out. Right. Yeah. And I said, yeah, I guess that's right. And that, that lesson uh, kind of stuck with me. What there, you know, I didn't take a class on how to start a dog accessory company. I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I just decided, well, I'll just figure it out. And the thing that the military uh, does for, for all of us, whether we realize it or not, is it makes us resourceful. 
right? Every time you do it, every time you do that for every person who serves that does that first deployment, they don't know what to expect until they get there. And we all kind of have to figure it out that first time on our own. And we don't even realize that we're learning that skill set, but we are. And so my advice to anybody who has that experience kind of, you know, in their background is don't be afraid to take a risk and don't be afraid to fail because we, you know, we all, when we were in the military, we all made mistakes. We all had failures. Um, but you know, in the end it all worked out. Right. So, uh, don't be afraid to, to take that leap and to make mistakes and you're going to figure it out. And if you don't, then you get, you pick yourself up, you dust yourself off and you try again. That's kind of the mindset we've all grown with. I think a lot of people um, are afraid to take that initial leap or maybe they, they don't realize that uh, they're as resourceful and as capable as they really are. Wow. Well said, man. That was, that's, that's awesome. So um, we're, you know, we're out of time. I think let's just, let's just end with that because uh, it was a great summary and, and great advice. Uh, for anybody out there looking to start their own business, especially veterans coming out of the military. So, Bart, uh, congratulations on on winning the, the FedEx Small Business Grant Contest. And uh, and also congratulations on being running a successful business, man. You've, you've entered the world of entrepreneurship, and we look forward to seeing your future success. Well, thank you, Joe. I really appreciate you uh, having me, and congratulations to you on the successful podcast. Uh, it's, it's awesome. You bet. All right. These two Marines are Oscar Mike. Hey, Bart wanted to let you know that all Veteran on the Move listeners can get 20% off their purchase on the Baydog.com website using the promo code VETERAN20. So go to Baydog.com and use promo code VETERAN20 to get 20% off anything you buy on the Baydog.com website. Thank you for listening to Veteran on the Move, your pathfinder to freedom. If you like the show... Leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are always greatly appreciated. So until next time, this veteran is Oscar Mike.